Well, once again, we'd like to welcome you to another edition of the Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. And as per usual, oh, before I should say that, my name is Gavin Walker, which uh, you may or may not have figured out by now, uh, especially if you've listened, uh, as so many people have for so many years, which we are perennially grateful for your ears. Uh, Our jazz feature tonight, of course, is what uh, we always uh, commence the program with, and uh, our jazz feature artist this evening is a gentleman named Jerome Richardson. And uh, before we talk a little bit about Jerome, um, I'd just like to say that we do have a very wide range of music to play for you this evening. So hopefully you can stay for um, a while or quite a while or right to the bitter end. Uh, or the happy end, that's better. Bitter end sounds, uh, sounds negative. So uh, the happy end of the show. Um, that would be nice. So, Jerome Richardson. Uh, this is the second of this month's jazz features where we're doing musicians that are excellent, um, occasionally great, and yet they're not as well-known as they should be. Sometimes it's um, for a variety of reasons. In Jerome Richardson's case, though, uh, a lot of people don't know his name because he hasn't made albums under his own name. Very many. There's only about uh, four or five albums under his own name. But he is literally on hundreds of albums, if not thousands of albums, because Jerome is was one of those great musicians. He was born in Oakland, California, uh, in 1920, and lived to uh, age 79, and uh, was a very, very busy musician all of his life. Actually, you know, he was born on Christmas Day in 1920. Interesting. Um, Jerome played every instrument in the book as regards reed instruments. He played all the saxophones from so, so, soprano saxophone right down to the big bad baritone saxophone. He played all the flutes. He played the uh, piccolo and then all the other flutes right down to the bass flute. Yes, there is a bass flute out there. And um, he, he knew how, <laughs> how to handle all of those instruments, as well as clarinet and bass clarinet. So he was a very, very versatile musician. And, of course, he did a lot of studio work. He also performed in some of the most famous big bands. And I'm thinking of, uh, for years, he was with Lionel Hampton's band, But most importantly, he was with one of the great modern jazz big bands, and that's the band that was led by Thad Jones and Mel Lewis. And Jerome Richardson was a charter member in that uh, incredible organization. And, of course, he was a sideman. Very often he was one of Charles Mingus's favorite musicians. Mingus used him on some of his larger ensemble recordings, and uh, Jerome was uh, soloed. Um, on baritone and and soprano saxophone. Um, 
he was on scads of pop recordings, everything from rhythm and blues recordings to country and western recordings to straight straight up pop recordings to rock and roll recordings to funk recordings, all of that stuff, and also played in symphony orchestras. So he was the most accomplished musician. And as I said, the reason why his name may ring a bell for some people, uh, he recorded very little under his own name. So we're going to remedy that this evening. And that's the reason he wasn't as well-known as he should be because he was an excellent soloist on all of his uh, instruments, especially on flute, baritone saxophone, and tenor saxophone. He excelled on those instruments, and he was excellent on all the other horns he played. So this is a quartet date that we're going to listen to this evening. It's called Roman with Richardson, and it was the second uh, album that he did for the Prestige New Jazz label in the late 50s, and it was recorded in 1959, October 21st, 1959. And we hear Mr. Richardson on three of his instruments. We're going to hear him on tenor saxophone. We're going to hear him on baritone saxophone, where he plays on three tunes on the barry, uh, two tunes on the tenor, and one tune on the flute. And he is backed up by a fellow Oaklander, Another gentleman who was born in Oakland, California, I think one of the most underrated pianists who is still with us and still performing, Richard Wyans. And uh, Richard is in his 80s, and he is a beautiful, light-fingered um, pianist. I've always liked his playing, and I've always considered him very underrated. On bass... A gentleman that unfortunately passed away in 1965. He was a, a student of Charles Mingus. He was one of the best-loved bass players around. And I'm talking about Friar Tuck, George Tucker. George Tucker, great bass player with a beautiful sound. And uh, we're even going to hear one of his compositions that was named after his nickname. And the drummer is still with us today, Charlie Persip. And Charlie, of course, was one of the first-call modern jazz drummers in his day. Charlie is still alive. He, he has taught for years, and he occasionally uh, leads a big band and, and, and a small band as well. So that's the lineup, and that's basically a small history of Jerome Richardson. Um, we're going to get to the tunes, and the tunes we begin with George Tucker's composition, uh, that feature uh, Jerome on tenor saxophone. It's a tune for George Tucker's nickname, Friar Tuck. That's the name of the tune. Uh, the second tune is written by Jerome Richardson, and it features his big baritone saxophone, and it's called Up at Teddy's Hill. There's a reason for that title. Teddy Hill was um, a band leader was basically based in Harlem. He never became a big name, but he was a band leader, and he also ran several clubs in Harlem. So everybody knew Teddy Hill. So that's, that's how that title came up, Up on Teddy's Hill. Then we go to a very, very beautiful tune written by Duke Ellington, and it's one of the high points of the album. It's the ballad, and it's played on the baritone saxophone, and it's entitled Warm Valley. Then we move to the flute for the next tune, and it's the, the great standard tune called Point Sienna. 
Then we're back to the big baritone saxophone again for a standard tune called I Never Knew, written by Gus Kahn. And the final tune was written by the pianist on the date, Richard Wyans. And uh, Jerome picks up his tenor saxophone for the final tune. It's a tune called Candied Sweets. We all like those things, don't we? Especially if you have a sweet tooth, like me. All right. So, we get to this very fine album. It's actually a pretty elusive album, too. These albums are very hard to find, these two new jazz albums that Jerome Richardson did, but they're very worth looking for if you can dig them up. And um, they're both very good albums. This one was his second, as I mentioned before, and it's called Roman with Richardson. So, once again, Jerome Richardson on tenor saxophone, baritone saxophone, and flute. Richard Wyans on piano, George Tucker on bass, Charlie Persip on drums, and the album Roman with Richardson, our jazz feature this evening. Okay, uh, for some reason, the numbering is wrong on the album, so we have to, uh, to kind of start it again uh, from the beginning. Um, this kind of, uh, the CD kind of leads you in the wrong direction here. So, ah, uh, yes, I figured it out. It took a second. All right, and... Here we go.
And that's the album, Roman with Richardson. We heard the uh, great sounds of Jerome Richardson, a gentleman that didn't uh, record very much under his own name, and obviously a great musician, and uh, with an interesting concept on all of his uh, instruments that he played on this set. And of course, I mentioned before that he he did uh, so much studio work over his career um, on pop records, R&B records, all kinds of stuff, commercials, you name it. And he played in symphony orchestras and played all the flutes and all the saxophones and all the clarinets. Um, he was uh, extremely versatile. But we heard him on three um, of his favorite horns on this quartet date that was done for the uh, prestige new jazz label October of 1959, and it uh, is really a, a nice showcase for Mr. Richardson, uh, who lived to 79 years old. He was born in Oakland, California, and uh, died at 79 um, at his home in Englewood, uh, New Jersey. He was born on Christmas Day of 1920. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> uh, yes, that's a, that was a special day. Probably hated it because, uh, you know, um, he's probably one of those people that, uh, what are you going to give him, a birthday present or a Christmas present? You know, usually uh, either or either, right? <laughs> it's one of the, I know several people that were born on Christmas Day, and uh, yeah, they, did, they didn't like it very much. Anyhow, <laughs> regardless, Jerome Richardson, and we heard him with the wonderful Richard Wyans on piano, who's uh, so underrated, and, he, and he's still playing to this day. He's a great piano player, and um, he's, uh, he's on several, uh, lots of recordings, but uh, he just isn't widely known for some reason. He was born in the same town as, as Richardson, Oakland, California, Richard Wyans. And on bass, the wonderful George Tucker, who left us in 1965, died young, of a uh, brain seizure, actually, sad to say. George Tucker. And on drums, someone who is still with us and uh, getting up there in age is um, a teacher. He still plays with uh, various ensembles. Great drummer, Charlie Persip. And we heard, of course, uh, the tunes, beginning with... Um, despite the fact that the uh, the tunes are misnumbered on this CD, so it, it took a second for me to get to the first tune of, of the set, which is a great blues featured bassist George Tucker, and it was named, um, he, he gave it his nickname because George Tucker was known as Friar Tuck, and that was the name of the tune. And the second tune, Mr. Richardson picked up his Big Barry, and played a tune called Up at Teddy's Hill. And uh, it was an up-tempo tune showing his uh, skills on the baritone saxophone. And then we moved to the beautiful ballad written by Duke Ellington and Johnny Hodges, and that tune was called Warm Valley. And again, Mr. Richardson on baritone saxophone. Then he picked up the flute for the great standard tune, Point Sienna. Back to the Barry again for the standard tune, I Never Knew. And then to the tenor saxophone for the final tune, uh, written by Richard Wyans, called Candied Sweets. 
So that's it, Roman with Richardson, his second album that he did, second of two albums he did for the Prestige New Jazz label back in 1959. So perhaps this uh, will remedy and make Richardson a little more familiar to uh, a lot of jazz listeners out there. And that's the reason why he... I think he's uh, underrated and uh, not as highly recognized because uh, of the very few albums he has done um, under his own name. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR, broadcasting from unceded Musqueam Territory right out here at the University of British Columbia. My name's Gavin Walker. We're also on the web, www.citr.ca. And uh, those of you that listen, of course, to the show over your computer, uh, of course, we do live streaming, and uh, we're heard all around the world, which is really nice. Yes, the computer does some uh, really, really good things, and that's one of them. We're going to turn now to uh, the beginnings of a band that I always loved, and it's probably one of the most important bands in the 80s and 90s. And it came out of Charles Mingus's, um, one of his great, his last great band. And uh, these guys formed an alliance. And um, when Mingus passed away, they decided to continue uh, with their own music. And I'm talking about the late and wonderful tenor saxophonist George Adams, who was taken from us far too young. He was only 50 when he, 52 when he died, and uh, just a great individual player. And uh, again, another sad death was, uh, from cancer was pianist Don Pullen, one of the most dynamic and uh, um, incredible pianists around. And on here, on this particular date, um, David Williams from Trinidad is playing bass, great bass player. And on drums, Danny Richmond. And uh, this was the beginning of the Don Pullen-George Adams Quartet. This was the first time they recorded together. And eventually um, they formed... Um, after Mingus's death, they, they actually formed a working band with uh, Cameron Brown on bass. He replaced David Williams. So the first tune we're going to hear goes back into the early days when they first decided to do their own music, and they were all working with Mingus at the time, except for the bass player, and um, they did this album under their own steam. And that was the beginning of, of their, their uh, musical alliance. And then we're going to hear something from uh, a later period with Cameron Brown replacing David Williams on bass. So the first tune is uh, from a, um, a date recorded in Italy. And we hear George Adams, of course, on tenor saxophone, Don Polin on piano, David Williams on bass, and the great Danny Richmond on drums. We're going to hear a George Adams' composition called Cry from the Mountain, and uh, you'll hear George uh, verbalize the title of the tune right from the get-go. Then we're going to move to um, a later date by this band, and we're going to hear two tunes um, 
with Cameron Brown on bass. It's essentially the, it's the same band, George Adams, Don Poland, Danny Richmond, and Cameron Brown replaces uh, David Williams on bass for the next two tunes. Uh, the first tune is a Don Poland composition called Trees, Grass, and Thangs. And um, that's a great tune, and we're going to follow that with a very interesting Danny Richmond composition, one of his few uh, that he wrote called Triple Over Time. So here then is the George Adams, Don Poland Quartet, and we begin with Cry from the Mountain.
We heard three tunes by the Don Pullen George Adams Quartet. The first tune, we went back to the beginning of their alliance as a band. And as I mentioned before, they met and um, developed a mutual admiration society when they were members of uh, one of Charles Mingus's last great ensembles. And Pullen and Adams were members of that band, along with drummer Danny Richmond. So the first piece of music was from their first get-together as a band uh, with Adams, George Adams on tenor saxophone, Don Pullen, of course, on piano, and David Williams on bass, and, of course, Danny Richmond on drums, and we heard a piece of music called Cry from the Mountain. And then we moved to um, two pieces from an album from a later period, an album called Decisions, and that featured um, all the people I mentioned except um, Cameron Brown became the permanent bassist for the band, and he replaced David Williams. So we heard two tunes from that album, Decisions, and the first tune was a Don Poland composition called Trees, Grass, and Thangs, and uh, that's exactly the way it's spelled, T-H-A-N-G-S, Thangs, you know. (laughs) <laughs> and the second tune was a, a very interesting piece of music by Danny Richmond, who didn't write very much, uh, 
But he wrote this tune. Um, it was a very pretty melody. And, uh, of course, then it took different, uh, um, there was different involvements in the tune. And it was called Triple Over Time. Three words, not triple over time, triple over time. Danny Richmond's composition. So the Don Poland George Adams Quartet, one of the most important bands of the 80s and 90s. And um, it took a long time for record companies in America to discover these guys. Even though they were playing in New York all the time, they were always recording for uh, foreign labels. And it wasn't until Blue Note finally uh, recorded them um, that uh, they did get heard uh, via records in, uh, in North America because uh, all, all their sessions were done for European labels. Strangely enough, considering the prominence of, of these two great musicians, and unfortunately, um, Adams, Poland, and Danny Richmond are all playing together in the big band wherever, the hereafter. And uh, Cameron Brown is still very much with us, a very, very fine bassist. All right, you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR. My name is Gavin Walker. CITR broadcasts from the campus of the University of British Columbia on unceded Musqueam territory. And we're at FM 101.9. And, of course, on your computer, we're www.citr.ca. And we'll be back with some more music by a Canadian musician, uh, an alto saxophonist, composer, arranger from Naramata, British Columbia. And I'd never heard of this young man before, but uh, I know about him now. His name is Taylor Cook, and um, we'll be hearing some of his music in just a few moments, right after a whole bunch of these very important messages, beginning with this one. Do you like Friends? Well, we like you. So become a member and get a Friends of CITR card. Not only does it make you special, but it gives you all kinds of deals with our friends on Main Street, including 10% off at Antisocial Skateboard Shop, Devil May Wear, Red Cat Records, Woo Vintage Clothing, and more. Visit CITR.ca for more, or come check us out in the nest. Positive energy at Falun Dafa Fellowship. Falun Dafa, also called Falun Gong, is an ancient spiritual discipline based on the principles of truthfulness, compassion, and tolerance. It's a self-cultivation practice that improves mental and physical wellness through meditation and simple exercises. It's been well documented to improve mind and body, relieve stress and anxiety, increase energy and vitality, and promote morality and spirituality. Why not? Give yourself a chance to learn free of charge. To learn more, please visit our website at falandafafellowship.com. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenim-speaking Musqueam people. 
have a little bit of weather for you uh, tonight a few showers ending this evening and then uh, <laughs> more to follow uh, off and on um, through uh, well the evening with a low temperature of four then tomorrow mainly cloudy with a 70 percent chance of a shower that'll be happening off and on all day uh, with a low of four and a high of 11 then a change takes place Wednesday clearing with a low of 5 and a high of 11. Wednesday's the transition day. Thursday, which is uh, St. Patty's Day, is going to be sunny with a low of 2 and a high of 12. And uh, hangover day, which is Friday after St. Patty's Day, sunny with a low of 1 and a high of, are you ready, 15. Saturday is the same, with a low of 2 and a high of 15. And Sunday is going to be a mix of sun and cloud with a low of 3. And once again, a high of 15. Tropical weather. Yeah, that'll help the uh, buds and all that, uh, you know, that are just ready. Of course, the, uh, uh, the Japanese cherry trees are all over town, and uh, they're very beautiful. And, of course, there's more stuff coming up, you know, flowers and all that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, we'll be seeing, you know, things like um, wasps and, uh, and flies and all that kind of wonderful stuff that we put up with in, uh, in good old Vancouver. There you go. It's going to be happening soon. Here's a gentleman who was born in Naramata, B.C. He's got a, a really nice sound on the alto saxophone. Very accomplished young man, went to Toronto and studied that uh, instead of coming out west to UBC or Cap College, he, uh, he went to Toronto and, and uh, studied at Humber College. And he's well-versed in arranging, composing, and playing the saxophone and other instruments as well. And uh, he put together um, a band of uh, young Toronto musicians. And his album, this is his debut album, it's called The Cookbook. And um, it's uh, an album that uh, is, I think, very fine uh, recording. And you can uh, check them out on the web. It's um, www.taylorcook.com, because that's his name. www.taylorcook, all one word, .com. And you'll find out a little bit more about this album and, and Taylor himself. Obviously a very fine musician, as you will hear. And um, Jack Bodkin is playing uh, piano and other keyboard instruments. Brandon Wall on guitar. Justin Gray on both acoustic and electric bass. And Robin Claxton on drums. These are all young Toronto-based musicians. 
And on the first track here, we're going to hear the uh, one of the veterans of Canadian jazz um, joins Taylor on the tenor saxophone. Taylor's playing alto. And uh, this gentleman, of course, is a master of the tenor saxophone. I'm talking about Mike Murley. And he joins Taylor on the first track. And then we're going to hear... Um, the rest of the band, these are all Taylor Cook compositions. The first one is entitled The Replacement. The second tune is in 5-4 time. It's called The Backstroke Boogie. And tune number three is a standard. And um, we hear a few other people added to the band. I'll tell you more about them after. And uh, the tune, of course, is familiar to everybody, and it's something... uh, Well, it's going to happen in Vancouver. It's a tune that will uh, actually testify to the weather that's going to happen in Vancouver toward the end of the week. And the tune, of course, is on the sunny side of the street. So three tunes from this album called The Cookbook with Naramata-born Taylor Cook. Sit back and enjoy this stuff. It's great.
Mm-hmm. We heard a gentleman who was born in Naramata, British Columbia, and decided to uh, go study music in uh, Toronto at the U of T and also at Humber, and a very fine alto saxophonist. He plays other instruments as well, but he uh, composes and arranges. His name is Taylor Cook, and this is his debut album called The Cookbook. And um, you can find this album if you go on the website of uh, Taylor Cook, which is www.taylorcook, all in one word, um, .com, www.taylorcook.com. The um, people involved here are all young Toronto musicians. Taylor, of course, um, was on alto saxophone on all three pieces. Um, Jack Bodkin on uh, piano. Brandon Wall on guitar, Justin Gray on acoustic bass, and Robin Claxton on drums. And joining uh, Taylor on the first tune was a veteran of uh, the Toronto jazz scene. Of course, we all know him, great tenor saxophonist Mike Murley. And um, then the uh, second piece, Mike Murley um, uh, wasn't on the second piece of music. The first piece of of music was called, reminded me of a little bit of... uh, uh, some of the more swinging West Coast jazz from the 50s. It had that feel to it. The tune was called The Replacement. And then the second tune was, uh, without Mike, was uh, entitled Backstroke Boogie. And, uh, of course, in 5-4 in time. And the final tune, we added some people to the band and a nice arrangement of the old standard on the sunny side of the street. And we heard um, trumpet work on there by James Rhodes and some trombone work by uh, Carl Silvera. And there were some other instruments on there as well to fill out the um, ensemble and all the other people I mentioned. And, of course, Taylor Cook on alto saxophone and wrote the, uh, wrote the arrangement for that tune as well. So a very fine debut album, The Cookbook, Taylor Cook. And, of course, the, I guess one could say he's the pride of uh, Naramata, B.C., he didn't come west to uh, study. Um, he went east. And, of course, uh, you know, there's a, a pretty good music scene in, in, in Toronto as well as Vancouver. So, Taylor Cook. All right. We're going to um, move now to somebody who's always been a favorite of mine, a male singer. But he's an incredible musician. He was performing professionally when he was 11 years old. Uh, He's a child prodigy, and he was playing like with some of the giants of jazz, like Lester Young and people like that in the 50s, playing piano. And um, he also wrote a couple of hit tunes, uh, one of them back in the late 60s. He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. And he also wrote the music for uh, and the theme for the movie Taste of Honey. I'm talking about Bobby Scott, the late and wonderful Bobby Scott, who not only was an incredible pianist, composer, all-around musician, but a very, very expressive singer. And um, this was done in 1989, uh, I guess about a year and a half before um, Bobby died of lung cancer. And his voice... His singing voice has all the experience of someone who has experienced a lot. 
and and you'll hear it in his voice, which is which is really great. And he's playing piano on here and singing. Uh, some subtle accompaniment here by Bucky Pezzarelli on guitar, Steve Laspina on bass, and Ronnie Zito on drums. We're going to hear two tunes from this album called For Sentimental Reasons. The first tune is called Night Lights, and um, the second tune is, a, is what I call a male torch song, and it's called I Keep Going Back to Joe's, and uh, it's my favorite track on the album. Actually, both of these tracks are, are my two favorites on an album, on this album, and there's 11 tunes. But these two kind of hit home. I like them a lot. So here goes Bobby Scott, Night Lights first, and then I keep going back to Joe's.
I keep going back to Joe's To the table in the corner Sipping wine and staring at the door Our old waiter knows we're through Still he sets a place for you Everything the way it was before I keep going back to Joe's But the guy who plays piano Never plays your favorite melody Joe keeps busy at the bar Never asks me where you are He was there when you walked out on me Now I pray you walk back in And you'll say what fools we've been And we'll celebrate anew beginning Chances are you'll never show But you'll know just where to find me Every night until it's time to close 
Just in case you miss me too I'll be there to welcome you That's why I keep going back to Joe's
I keep going back to Joe's To the table in the corner Sipping wine and staring at the door Our old waiter knows we're through Still he sets a place for you Everything the way it was before I keep going back to Joe's But the guy who plays piano Never plays your favorite melody Joe keeps busy at the bar Never asks me where you are He was there when you walked out on me Now I pray you'll walk back in And you'll say what fools we've been And we'll celebrate a happy Chances are you'll never show But you'll know just where to find me Every night until it's time to close Just in case you miss me too I'll be there to welcome you That's why I keep going back to Joe's Just in case you miss me too I'll be there too Welcome you That's why I keep going The late, great Bobby Scott from uh, an album called For Sentimental Reasons. And we heard Bobby, of course, singing and playing the piano uh, with Steve Laspina on bass and Ronnie Zito on drums. And on some tracks, Bucky Pizzarelli is on there, but not on the two tunes we heard. We opened with Night Lights, and uh, then we moved to that great uh, male torch song, I keep going back to Joe's, and uh, nobody could do it as well as Bobby Scott. Uh, He had a tremendous quality in his voice. Uh, This was recorded in 1989 in New York City, about uh, a year and a half before uh, Bobby uh, succumbed to uh, lung cancer, sad to say. But uh, a great album nonetheless, for sentimental reasons. The very talented and uh, multi-dimensional Bobby Scott All right. We um, would like to mention a couple of uh, very prominent websites. And uh, those two websites are, 
The first one, of course, is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society, which, of course, are the people that bring you the big jazz festival, winter option, and all kinds of concerts throughout the year. And, of course, they're behind the, uh, the great new club downtown, Frankie's Italian Kitchen, which is, of course, presenting jazz music on a regular basis. And the very, um, all those hardworking people at Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. Now, you can get onto their website. It's probably one of the most comprehensive websites uh, that you can find in, in terms of uh, uh, local uh, stuff because there's, uh, there's so many links on there, and you can make reservations uh, at the club, uh, buy tickets, um, all that kind of stuff on that particular website and see the schedule of events and, of course, some of the um, highly advertised events um, of this year's Jazz Festival as well. And uh, you could even purchase advanced tickets. All that, all that sort of stuff um, is on their website. That's coastaljazz.ca. And, of course, another very important website is one that I always mention, put together by my friend Brian Nation. It is vancouverjazz.com. And that's a comprehensive website as well. It's got all kinds of uh, interesting information on it. If you've never seen it, it's uh, well worth your time. So these two websites, coastaljazz.ca and vancouverjazz.com, are uh, important ones to uh, check out all the happenings um, in and around Vancouver. And you can find out what's going on at Frankie's, at Pat's Pub, and all the places, um, Blue Martini, down in Kitsilano, all, the, all these places that are presenting uh, uh, jazz music are all listed um, on these uh, particular websites. And you can plan your evenings or wherever you want to go uh, by checking these sites out. Very simple. Coastaljazz.ca, VancouverJazz.com. And, of course, uh, I mentioned my friend Ken Speller, who is a, a wonderful uh, musician and teacher. He's also a great repairman, and um, he repairs musical instruments, specifically flutes, saxophones, and clarinets, and any other woodwind you may <laughs> need repairs. He, he um, has his own workshop right in his home, so he keeps his costs at a bare minimum. And uh, he's very, very good, very efficient, and very quick. And he's located in the 13th and Lonsdale area of North Vancouver. And he can be contacted by telephone 778-800-1933, 778-800-1933. That's Ken Speller or K Speller, all one word, underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. K Speller underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. He's a good man to know. Um, if you're interested in music lessons, he, uh, one of his businesses is music at home, and he comes to your house. And he will, um, he will teach you how to play uh, any of these instruments, flute, saxophone, clarinet, whatever, and um, maybe advise you as well on uh, a good place to buy uh, a permanent instrument or rent an instrument, uh, all, all that kind of stuff. And, of course, I mentioned his repair um, abilities as well. So there you go. Back to music, and we're going to celebrate the birthday of a great lady in music she plays the. She began her career as a pianist and moved to the Hammond organ, and uh, today would have been her birthday anniversary. And I'm talking about Shirley Scott, and he, she was known as Queen of the Organ. 
and uh, she certainly was. She she made a lot of um, albums, and she was married to uh, the great tenor saxophonist Stanley Turrentine, and we're going to hear uh, some music by them uh, down the road a bit, but I would like to play you, um, in honor of Shirley Scott's birthday, I'd like to play you um, a couple of pieces from an album that she did uh, actually before um, she and Stanley became man and wife. Um, this is an album of uh, great musicians with uh, Shirley leading uh, everyone here on the Hammond organ. Um, the people involved here, Oliver Nelson, the great Oliver Nelson on tenor saxophone, Joe Newman on trumpet, and the gentleman was, who was on our jazz feature, bassist George Tucker. He's on the first tune, and the great Detroit drummer, Roy Brooks, and of course, Miss Scott on Hammond organ. And the first tune we're going to hear is a tune written by Sonny Rollins, and it's called Blue Seven. And then the second tune is without George Tucker, with Shirley Scott doing the bass lines on the organ, and this is her own composition, and it's called Don't Worry About It, Baby, Here I Am. So this is the first of two pieces celebrating the birthday anniversary of the great Shirley Scott. Here we go. Yeah, I say, here we go, and I punch the wrong CD, and here we go. <laughs> We're having, having a bit of fun tonight sometimes getting things mixed up. All right, here we go with Shirley Scott. Happy birthday. Thank you. 
I did say we were going to listen to two tunes from this album, but we did listen to three, which is uh, cool. We added uh, another one, and uh, that was a uh, Shirley Scott-led session, and we're celebrating the birthday anniversary of uh, Miss Scott, um, who was known as the Queen of the Organ. She's from Philadelphia, began her career as a pianist, and, uh, and then switched over to Hammond Organ, one of the great greats on that instrument. And uh, this was a session that she led with the great Oliver Nelson on tenor saxophone, Joe Newman on trumpet, George Tucker on bass, and Roy Brooks on drums. And we heard uh, the first two tunes had Mr. Tucker playing bass. Uh, The first tune was Sonny Rollins' great blues called Blues 7. And the second tune was a Shirley Scott composition called How Sweet. And then the third tune, George Tucker was out, and Shirley played the bass lines on the organ, and it's called Don't Worry About It, Baby, Here I Am. And uh, this is from a prestige album by, uh, by Shirley, recorded in 1961. We're going to move now to 1964 to a live recording. But before that, we're just going to let you hear a few other things. Uh, before we switch to this uh, 1964 live recording where Shirley Scott and her husband, Stanley Turrentine, the great tenor saxophonist, uh, are leading their band at a place in Newark, New Jersey called The Front Room. And uh, we're going to go to that in just a moment. But we would like to tell you that you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name is Gavin Walker, and we'll be right back. We have a few messages to play for you, and we'll be right back with live Shirley Scott. Imagine living in a place that feels like nowhere you've ever been, but immediately feels like home. A place where you can grow the career you want and earn more than you've ever dreamed. Where a modern life meets an endless outdoor playground just outside your back door. Imagine big skies, big playgrounds, and big opportunities. Imagine the Northwest Territories. Learn more at comemakeyourmark.ca. The spirit world is, is more real.
most of us believe, the spirit world is you are invited to the second annual Nihio Pasqua Itsimoan Powwow, taking place on unceded Musqueam territories here at UBC. The powwow is happening March 26th in the Great Hall of the AMS Nest. Grand entry is at 12. Come for traditional dancing, singing, food, and artisan crafts. What could be better? Mark your calendars, folks. Everybody welcome. For more information, please visit UBC Powwow Facebook group or contact the First Nations and Indigenous Studies Student Association. For a taste of the classics with a twist, join me, Marguerite, with Classical Chaos Sunday mornings starting at 9, right here on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver, Canada. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. We take you now to the front room. That's a club in Newark, New Jersey, 1964, December 5th, and this is a live recording with Shirley Scott on Hammond organ with her husband, Stanley Turrentine, one of the great modern jazz tenor saxophonists. They were married for, oh, five or six years. And Bob Cranshaw is the bassist, always in the pocket, and a wonderful drummer by the name of Otis Finch, Candy Finch on drums. And we're going to hear a couple of tunes uh, from this live recording. The first one is by... Lennon and McCartney. That's right, one of the Beatles. Two of the Beatles wrote this one, and it's a tune called Can't Buy Me Love. And then we're going to follow that with a composition by a little more obscure gentleman, a, a wonderful trumpet player named Dave Burns, and he wrote the second tune called Rapid Shave. So here then, Shirley Scott and Stanley Turrentine, live. <laughs> Thank you. 
taste of the theme uh, ending our set with uh, Shirley Scott recorded at the front room in Newark, New Jersey way back in December of 1964 we heard uh, a trio of, uh, of tunes from this band. Shirley Scott and Stanley Turrentine on tenor saxophone who were a married couple at the time and Bob Cranshaw on bass, and Candy Finch on drums. And we heard three tunes from this set, um, which was released on Impulse Records and called Queen of the Organ. And we heard the Lennon-McCartney tune to start the set, Can't Buy Me Love. And then we went to a great tune by Dave Burns, trumpeter Dave Burns, called Rapid Shave. And then finally, a standard tune by Rodgers and Hammerstein, lesser known. It's called That's For Me. And then a little taste of um, the theme closing the set. Shirley Scott and Stanley Turrentine. And, of course, we celebrated uh, Shirley Scott's birthday, actually, with a lengthy tribute to Miss Scott, who was born in Philadelphia, March the 14th, 1934. She passed away March 10th, 2002. And uh, she was a highly respected musician. She became a jazz educator um, after many years of playing and a respected member of the Philadelphia jazz community. And a wonderful musician and a wonderful person as well. Shirley Scott, one of the great uh, voices of the Hammond organ. If you can call it a a voice, well, that's what it is. Every instrument is a voice. And uh, whether it's, you know, played uh, with uh, keys or banged on or, or blown like a horn, it, it is a voice, and it is your voice, and it was her musical voice. So that's why I use that expression. Shirley Scott, you are listening to CITR FM 101.9, broadcasting from the University of British Columbia on unceded Musqueam territory, and, of course, we're on the web, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker. We're going to close the evening with, uh, we're going to take you back, way back, to the Cafe Bohemia, which was the, in Greenwich Village, which was one of the leading jazz clubs of the time, in, around 1954, 55, 56. And um, there was some great music there and great music recorded there. And um, this was a band led by pianist George Wallington, who was born in Italy and uh, came over to uh, America, and he was one of the first um, jazz pianists to play modern jazz. And um, we had Bud Powell, and then we had George Wallington, we had, and we had Al Haig, and, and of course Thelonious Monk was kind of uh, a little bit different from both of these piano players. But Wallington was on the scene in the early days of modern jazz, and, and uh, really was one of the innovators. He was also an excellent band leader, and he picked all these young musicians who were just at the beginning of their long playing career to join him in this uh, very tight little quintet 
that George put together. And I'm talking about Donald Byrd on trumpet, who had just arrived in New York City from Detroit, and a gentleman who was away for a couple of years going to school down south, came back to live in New York and start to play and record Jackie McLean, one of the great voices of the alto saxophone. On bass, again, a Detroit native, arrived in New York and became one of the premier bass players in jazz, Paul Chambers. Of course, went on to a long, long career with Miles Davis. And on drums, a New Yorker, Arthur Taylor, one of the great and um, ubiquitous jazz drummers uh, in the 1950s. And also, he had... um, Art Taylor was was a favorite of recording engineers because he was so easy to record. Uh, some drummers, you, you know, they came out kind of muddy uh, in the mix. Art Taylor had a very clear and wonderful sound, and his cymbal ride um, is absolutely incredible, which you'll hear on these tunes we're going to play for you. We open with a standard tune, which is a great arrangement by the band, and it's a tune that... It was a show tune, but it, it wasn't played very often by jazz groups and shows Wallington's ability to pick out a, a neat tune and turn it into a, a real jazz vehicle. And this is a tune called Johnny One Note. And um, the band really, really sounds great on this tune. And then we're going to follow that with uh, a tune called J-Max Crib, which was written by Donald Byrd. And it's based on a standard tune, uh, Softly as in a Morning Sunrise. And the final tune is Oscar Pettiford's great anthem um, to the Cafe Bohemia. And uh, he called it Bohemia After Dark. And then a little brief um, switch into uh, the band's theme called The Peck. And that's the end of the set. So this is going to be our final musical foray. The George Wallington Quintet recorded live at the Cafe Bohemia in New York City. We take you back September 9th, 1955. Here's the band.
And that's the end of uh, the jazz show this evening. We closed by taking you back to uh, a great gig at the Cafe Bohemia in New York City in Greenwich Village, September 9th, 1955, with a wonderful quintet put together by veteran George Wallington, who um, played the piano, and he brought in some of the new young lions in jazz, young lions of the time. Donald Byrd on trumpet, Jackie McLean on alto saxophone, Paul Chambers on bass, and Arthur Taylor on drums. And we heard a whole bunch of tunes from uh, this uh, set. We opened with Rogers and Hart's uh, Johnny One Note, which is basically a show tune, but uh, done great by uh, this particular band. And then a Donald Byrd composition based on the progressions of uh, Softly as in the Morning Sunrise called J-Max Crib, dedicated to his buddy Jackie McLean. And the final tune was Oscar Pettiford's uh, Ode to the Cafe Bohemia, and he called it Bohemia After Dark, and then a little bit of uh, the band's theme called The Peck. So there you go. That's, uh, that's it for The Jazz Show for this week on CITR. My name's Gavin Walker, and uh, we'd like to thank you for being out there. Those of you that are still out there, good for you. Um, everybody likes to stay up a little late. And next week, our jazz feature, which, of course, we always start the show with, is a, a trombone player by the name of Matthew G. Not well known, but um, this is a wonderful and rare recording of two different um, bands that he put together for this particular album. Matthew G. was all over the place, played with Duke Ellington, played with all kinds of people, but he just isn't uh, as well-known as, as he should be. Very, very fine musician and trombone player. And that's who we're, uh, what we're doing this month, is featuring musicians that are not as well-known, and even by the jazz community, and presenting um, what albums they did. Matthew G. did not do many albums under his own name, and this was one of the one of the ones that he did, and it was called Jazz by G. There you go. Good title, huh? Anyway, that's the jazz feature next week. Wonderful album, Jazz by G. Matthew G., trombone, virtuoso, and in great company with all kinds of legendary musicians as well. That's our jazz feature, and um, that's it. We'll see you in seven days' time. You take care. Enjoy the weather because it's going to get better. Wednesday, um, there's going to be a transition in the weather, and it's all going to be better. And lots of sunshine in the, uh, in the forecast for the rest of the week. So uh, we'll see you next Monday night right here, CITR FM 101.9. Gavin Walker again saying a very good night to you. Bye-bye. Thank you.